This week we review two local restaurants, check out the new Lightning McQueen show at Hollywood Studios, and talk about Orlando's record-breaking year. From Tampa, Florida, this is Sunshine State of Mind. Hello and welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, the podcast where we talk about everything fun under the Florida sun, whether that's the theme parks and local attractions, beaches and hidden gems, events, reviews, reports, and rankings to help you get the most of your time in Florida, whether you're on vacation or a permanent tourist like us. Our website is sunshinestatepodcast.com, our Twitter handle is at Florida Podcast, and you can email us at contact at sunshinestatepodcast.com. I'm Andy. And I'm Shannon. Welcome to Sunshine State of Mind. Welcome back, everybody. Another week, another day, another dollar. Did you have a good uh, Mother's Day? <laughs> another yeah. dollar. I don't know. I know. I, I don't know. That's what they say. We're not making any dollars, but. <laughs> no, we're really not. <laughs> we this is a labor of love. It is a labor of love. But, um, but my Mother's Day was really nice. Thank you for asking and thank you for my mother's day you're welcome and uh we went to a pretty cool restaurant today that we kind of wanted to include in our little hidden gems portion of the show yeah we can kick that off and like get right into that we can okay cool sure. we went up to a little town called dade city this is about 45 minutes north of tampa would you say roughly that's about right dade city is uh, you know i love my capitals of the world Yes. I have another capital of the world I learned kumquat. about in Florida. It's the kumquat capital of the world. <laughs> I guess they grow more kumquats in Dade City than just about any place in the world. Does it's, everyone know what a kumquat is? I, like, I don't, I wonder. If I didn't know, I had no idea what a kumquat was until we went to Dade City once for the kumquat festival. The festival. And it's basically. It's a festival it's of ba- kumquats. It's, it's <laughs> just as exciting as it sounds. No, it's kind of cool. It's like a big art festival. Yeah, it's one it of those, is. It's a, you know, every town has that thing that they throw a festival around. And sure. It's, a bunch of art artisans and art galleries and people selling food and food trucks yeah. and they have a lot of kumquats and, and they have kumquat stuff and, a kumquat, and there's two different kinds of kumquats sour which i cannot stand and sweet and sweet which are actually really good and the what's the what's the really odd thing about kumquats do you remember this the, you eat them with the skin on yeah it's basically an orange that's the size of a grape uh, it's a little bigger than a grape i'd say a little maybe like the big grapes like those really large grapes yeah maybe and you just pop them in your mouth with the skin on, the skin just kind of, it's so thin and dissolves, yeah. basically. I, yeah, I had no idea. I don't i don't know if I knew what a kumquat was before we went to the kumquat festival. They're a thing. I mean, they've got kumquat. I mean, I've, I'm sure, I, I know I heard of them, but I just don't think that I'd ever had one. I never had one until we went to that to And the if festival. somebody said, would you like a kumquat, I probably would expect something more like a kiwi. I would have. I thought it was bigger, like maybe a plum-sized thing. Yeah, but I definitely wouldn't have expected something that looked like a small orange. They make kumquat beer. They make kumquat jam. It's kumquat. I think I've had kumquat beer once, but it's a like a grape-sized orange that you just eat whole. The sour ones. Now, some people probably love them. They're just not for me. They're really They're sour. They're like those umbushy plums. Yeah, it's like a natural <laughs> sour patch kid. Yeah. And then the sweet ones are really, really good. It's almost like a little tiny like. Tangerine or something that you just 
yeah. pop in your mouth and eat. And yeah, they were good. The, the thing is, it's hard to find the sweet ones. I've only really seen the sweet ones at the festival. Yeah. Whenever you buy them in the store, for I wonder, me. I wonder if it's two different kinds of kumquats or if it's just a kumquat that's like a little riper than the other. Could you know, be. Or like something like that. Red peppers are the same as green, except they've yeah. been left to ripen longer. Yeah. Fact that's of a, the day. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to have to find this out. I don't think we talked, uh, thought we were going to be talking about kumquats the minute you, you hit know record. What? We never, we never know what we're going to talk about. It's always, and it's funny, like you, you are, you're like the ultimate preparer and I'm the ultimate, let's wing it, you know? And, and, um, and then we always get in here and we start talking about random stuff and it's all winged anyway. Yeah, so. I'm always the one holding up the production at the beginning <laughs> because Shannon will be sitting here being like, come on, are you ready to go? Let's go already. And I'll be like looking up random stats just in case I want to talk about them or just something to have in front of me. Cause yeah. I'm, I come from a TV and radio background and everything is overprepared. Like when you watch ESPN yeah. and they're talking about like that quarterback who, who the uh, Raiders are going to draft and then all of a sudden they have all the stats on him right away. Yeah, all that was pre-planned. That, none, yeah. none of that stuff you see on TV is spontaneous. Everything is planned and so that's kind of where I come from a little bit. So I'm always want to have everything in front of me just yeah. in case, right? Yeah, and I'm the opposite. I mean, I I mean, I like to prepare as well. I mean, I, I have presentations that I do at work and stuff and I definitely prepare, but um, but I also like to wing it sometimes. Well, and wing especially if it's not if it's not like real formal or anything like that. I I tend to wing things a lot. Well, I like to wing it when we're going, but I like to have my little cheat sheet in front of me here. Yeah, just, I know. Just I know. to glance down at. You're 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 like Semper Paratus, always prepared. <laughs> that's the Boy Scouts. I know. Slogan, right? Is it? No, is I thought it was Marines. No, that's Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Always faithful. And uh, be prepared as the Boy Scouts. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But you weren't a Boy Scout. I was a Cub Scout. Okay. I got a trophy. I won a trophy in the Pinewood, <laughs> the Pinewood Derby. Oh, what you didn't think you were going to listen to at this podcast, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I, I remember my Pinewood uh, Derby trophy had a little Han Solo head in the uh, cockpit. Did we you had, put it on there or did they put it on there? No, we did. It was part of my, me and my dad when we put it together. Do you remember the Wait, snow? you put the trophy together? No, no, sorry. The the, the Pinewood Derby car, I mean. Oh, did I say the trophy? trophy. Okay, yeah. the car. At least I think you did. The car. It just looked like a regular car, but in where like, the little driver could yeah. go. We took Han Solo's um, Hoth... The action figure, basically his head you broke de- off. decapitated him? Well, he was decapitated due to natural causes when you're playing <laughs> with these guys. And we took the little Han Solo Hoth costumed, you know, where he had the snow hat and the glasses. And the glasses kind of made him look like a race car driver. So we put him in the cockpit of my Pinewood Derby car, and yeah. um, we won second place, I want to say. I don't remember. I, I know I didn't win, but I did get a trophy. Well, good. Yeah. So. Maybe it was a participation trophy. <laughs> we have a lot of those nowadays. That's a thing, yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so we went to Dade, Dade City. City. <laughs> we went to Dade City for a special Mother's Day lunch. You made reservations. Yep. I don't know that you needed reservations. It seemed like a big crowd showed up right it, after us, so there maybe was a we lot did. Of, there was a lot of people. It was a very popular restaurant I could tell. On Mother's Day very... you should make reservations at Taco Bell. I mean it's Mother's Day and, <laughs> well, and Valentine's no, Day are those You really holidays. shouldn't. You should not take anyone to Taco Bell for Mother's Day. Um, even if they're not a mother. <laughs> what if they really like the Crunchwrap Supreme? So but this place was it was pretty full. Like I mean I, I don't think it was like there wasn't a wait but um, but it was pretty full. You know I mean I, I felt like it was a fairly popular restaurant and when we first got there I was like Oh, this is a warehouse, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's called Cafe Cocapelli. It's in Dade City, and Dade City is a very—it's got a really cool old school downtown. There's a lot of like antique places and cool little galleries yeah. and, and shops and boutiques down there. 
uh, rolling hills, cool old trees. They've got festivals down there. You said we had the Kumquat Festival or something called the Rattlesnake Festival. Yeah. And this Is restaurant. That City? That's there too. Okay. I don't know. The Rattlesnake Festival, it's a weird festival. I don't know what. I, I remember it's going to it. It's been around forever. Right. Because like, I remember I went to the Rattlesnake Festival as a kid with my parents once. Um, the only reason I know this is because I had a Rattlesnake Festival t-shirt for the longest time. We need to go back to that. <laughs> I remember going to it, but I don't remember what the deal was. Were they like celebrating rattlesnakes? I don't know. Well, there were rattlesnakes there, and then you could eat rattlesnake too. Anyway, this is uh, such a random tangent. but um, we, So we went to Cafe Cocapelli. And the outside looked like a warehouse, you were saying. The outside looked like a warehouse. And I could tell. You and it this... had bars on the windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I could tell, though, you were looking, and I knew it was going to be good, right? But I could tell you were like, oh, right, yeah, I this didn't is know. And that where was we're a, going. I didn't know anything about the place. I just knew, you had told me the name, but I, I had decided once you told me that I was like, I'm not I'm not going to Google it. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to see where we're going. I'm not going to look at the menu. That's nothing. good. That's good. I just wanted to like be in the moment and be surprised. It's a good way to do it. So, um, so that was kind of my philosophy on the whole thing. So when we got there and it was kind of like a, a large... Um, it's not. It's it's not a beautiful looking building from the outside. Although one side of it does have all that ivy on it, it does. and it's got kind of a rustic look it's to it. It's kind of weird. Like the, you enter on the back side of the of the of where you think you would enter. Um, so like you kind of enter in the in the back and not in the front. And and the entrance at the front was nicer. It did have a lot of ivy, and it seemed like it was a little bit you know. It was definitely more pleasing to the eye sure. if you had entered that way. Unfortunately, we entered by the back alley, apparently, or something. But, um, well, it was but side, that's okay. It was it, the side that, that faces the street we parked at. was like the least attractive angle yeah. of the so, But that's okay. So we get inside, and it's like... It's beautiful inside, right? I thought it was very cool in it's there. It's extremely. It, it was. It was very beautiful inside. It was like it, it, they had like stained glass windows, you know, hung throughout. They had you know really cool like star lights everywhere. Um, a lot of a lot, a lot of, of taxidermized taxidermized animals. It was the like kitschiest, fun, cool, nice place I've been that I can think of in in a long time. I mean, I can't, I mean, it was, it felt like it had a very nice kind of vibe to it. Like it felt like, like a nice restaurant, but you look around and it's like all this kitsch, you know? And, and very eclectic. Yeah, very eclectic, random taxidermized animals everywhere. And then like, you know, twinkle lights and, um, you know, big star lights and then- Cool local art and- Yeah, and um, stained glass windows all throughout, this amazing bar, A bunch of antlers bar. all over the bar. Lots of antlers. It, it's weird, when we were in it there- was so, so eclectic. We were in there and I said to you, this doesn't feel like a place you'd find in like Dade City, Florida. This no. feels like a place you'd see kind of maybe in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It's got that kind of a yeah. mountain vibe. There was or a even huge... like, I could even see like maybe like down in um, Captiva or sure. something, you know, like the, like, what's it that? The bubble room. It reminded me of the bubble room, room a little bit. A little bit of the bubble room. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was really, really neat. They had like this giant bear sitting at the bar. <laughs> Whose name was Walter. Walter the bear. And I said, I go, is this name Walter? Because like Walter Payton, who was a bear and the, the girl's like, the well, girl. I have no idea. Well, no, she kind of looked like, wait, maybe like, I don't think she knew, but her a little bell well, rang. She was the owner. She was the owner. She's like, I don't know. I just came in one day and yeah. they told me his name was Walter. <laughs> he was here. And when you're in there, there's like a big, there was a big sailfish right above where we were. And yeah. it's not a seafood restaurant, but there was a big, they do have seafood, but it's they not, do. that's not their thing. Uh, there was a big sailfish above where we were. There was a big grouper in there. There was deer heads, moose heads, all yeah. kinds of crazy art. And then 
there was a couple of cats. We saw a panther, a black panther, a black panther, yeah, and a, uh, like a bobcat or something. And the the bartender, I guess the owner, said that the cats are they haven't been shot or anything. Those like were, yeah, they were, died of yeah, natural causes from a, from a like I, probably from the, a rescue. I imagine the the, the um, big cat the big sanctuary, cat sanctuary, right? Maybe, maybe she didn't say that. And they just brought them but in. She so, said it was like a rescue. So um, she was like, nobody haunted that black panther sitting right there. That's. Uh, that that was brought in the old fashioned way. So. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I'm glad she told told yep. us that. I wasn't real worried about it by any stretch of the imagination because I was just enjoying myself and it was such a neat little you know kind of experience overall. But it's nice to know that you sure. know that they didn't kill Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, food food was really good. I ordered the chicken and waffles. Yes, which and it were was, it was yummy. Kind of a little different, but different. Good. It had um like a red peppery flakes on the. Well, the and did they ha- do they have that? I was just looking at the menu again. Do they have that all the time? Because you it was on it was on a Mother's Day special. It was on a Mother's Day special. I don't know if it's the, if it's there all the time. I don't think it is. I don't think that that's there all the time. At least not from what I'm seeing here. Um, but they have so many different kinds of things. Like they have everything from like lobster ravioli to a rack of lamb, gator, chicken marsala, filet mignon, um, good looking burgers, meatloaf, meatloaf, eggplant parmesan. Um, And then they've got like a lot of sandwiches and tacos. They've got like, you know, fish tacos and um, a meatball sub, buffalo chicken. And I had what was called the brunch burger, which, um, you guys will learn from once we we promised you guys we were going to talk more about restaurants, right? So this is the first of that, and you're gonna, you guys are going to find a, a, an overall theme with me that burgers are my favorite. Food. We'll go to any place; it could be a really nice restaurant. I'll get the burger, and sometimes I give you a hard time for that. Like, just don't order a burger you here. Always, Come on. You always give me a hard time about ordering a burger. Now. Uh, please feel free to tweet at us if you um, side on my side. If you don't side on my side, please don't tweet at us. There's but, nothing wrong with um, the burger, but. Why would you give me a hard time about ordering my favorite food? Like, why? 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 Only if like, you're at a place <laughs> that is really known for one particular thing, and you kind of go there for that one particular thing, and then you don't order that thing. I didn't... I, if, if I'm going there for a one particular thing, I will get the one particular thing. Now, if we're going there for you to get one particular thing, and I decide to get a burger, why does that make me less of a person? Because I didn't get the, the one thing you think we should have gotten. Aha, I've made my argument. <laughs> I'm sitting so, here like, it's not, like, I guess you made a good point. Yeah, so anyway, but... Um, <laughs> I, I'd say it's um, creative comfort food, right? Would that be the way you describe it? Absolutely. Yeah. So what I got was a brunch burger. I don't know if all the burgers are like this, but I was not expecting. Um, it had no bread. It was an open face burger. It was an open yeah. face burger. It was just the burger. Well, not even cheese. open face because it had no bread It had no bottom. bread at all. Yeah, so it was just a burger. But it wasn't it was a like, keto burger like, because it had... Uh, Right, it wasn't keto it. or paleo or anything like that because, well, I don't know if does paleo count for because potatoes are technically of the earth. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how that works, but um, it had it was it didn't come with French fries. It came with like a bed of various, and you had this too on underneath your chicken and waffles, a various colored. Um, like breakfast it, potatoes. It had those purple potatoes and the red purple, potatoes. red, you know, regular white potatoes. Um, and it, mine had like a ton of grilled onions and it was delicious. It was really, really good. And like my chicken I was, and waffles were really good and the funny thing is the syrup was like a, it's weird. I ordered it knowing this. It was a 
syrup with garlic and pepper in it like yeah, garlic and it, and, it, and had, it worked though it, it worked. had a little kick to it yeah. like it definitely like you got the sweet obviously because it was syrup but um but the pepper and the garlic added a little bit of a kick to yeah. it not hot not spicy or anything but just just a kick it you worked know? with the chicken right yeah it worked really really well um our kids got um, there's they have a kids menu so they got um, our daughter got spaghetti and meatballs and our son got chicken fingers yeah, and they were yeah. fine I mean they typical kid menu stuff yeah absolutely they ha- I think they had a uh, grilled cheese sandwich yeah. there as well and like fried fish I think was also on the oh was it fried fish I think that's what she said was on the kids menu as well so I mean everything from fried green tomatoes to beer cheese soup these are some of the appetizer um, crab bisque um, they've got a couple of different kinds of they got have a tomato bisque um ahi tuna uh calamari so i mean just all kinds of crazy good stuff but not not like it doesn't seem like it's like it's a bar food kind of thing you know it's not or it's not a steakhouse or a seafood place it's like they've got an eclectic just like the decor you know their menu is very eclectic as well yeah would you agree uh, definitely definitely yeah a little bit of everything cool place if you're driving along interstate 75 you want to try something different off of dade city which is about 40 minutes north of tampa it's a little bit of a hike from the interstate i'd say probably what maybe 15 20 minutes minutes off the interstate interstate. but worth it especially because there there is some kind of neat stuff to do over there in dade city it's a cool little downtown area there's actually a giraffe ranch not too far from there which we have never been to but it's like a little florida safari place where you can see giraffes and i don't think i knew that and zebras and things like that yeah really? that's that's like the number one thing to do in dade city if you're not kumquat picking um, <laughs> i did not know that so if you're gonna check out the giraffe ranch go check out uh, this place the copa Ca- Co- cafe cocapelli yeah and they're not a sponsor or anything but we're just uh hitting no, you guys up with some hidden all. gem yeah, restaurants absolutely and didn't you have a, a cool place you went to in st pete this week too i did for work um i was in st pete for a meeting actually and um, the meeting ended around noon, so I was with some coworkers, and they were like, "Let's get some food. We're hungry." Um, and they were like, "They wanted wanted a burger." I was like, "And obviously, I'm not going to argue because you know me and my burgers." Um, so I was like, "Okay, well, let me Google and see like what is a good burger place around here." So this was like pretty much in downtown St. Pete. It's off Central Avenue, and um, it's called the Berg, which I love. I love the name. The Berg and the Berg because it's. <laughs> For St. Petersburg. Bergception. But they have burgers, you know? So oh, <laughs> I didn't even put those two together till now. Are you serious? Well, the Berg, because people call St. Pete the Berg. I live, right. I live in yeah. the Berg. Well, burgers are kind of, well, it's interesting because it's not only burgers at this place. Um, it's also kind of an eclectic combination because it's got a lot of like bar food, like burger bar food, but it's also got a lot of Greek food. So All it's right. like, yeah, it's weird. So like you can get pita and tzatziki or pita and hummus or some gyros, but they also have a ton of burgers. And on Monday, they actually have a $6 burger. I got the burger, obviously. And I have to say, it was probably one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. That's so crazy. It was a really good burger. I wonder if it ranks, there was always like these best burgers of the bay type of lists that come out every now and then i wonder where that ranks and it's like literally a hole in the wall i mean you go into this place and it's maybe 
10 or 15 feet wide. I love places like <laughs> you that. You know? And then it goes back, obviously, yeah. a little bit. But, like, it's a bar and then, like, maybe six or seven tables. So I can imagine that this place is probably, if it's busy, it's going to be a while, you know? Right. there's just not that much seating in there. Um, although we, it was around noon when we got there and we got we got seated right away. But the place was pretty full, you know? Um but yeah, they had such good food. They had some of, again, a, amazing burger, but some of the best sweet potato fries I've ever had in my I life as well. I love sweet potato fries. It was like the outside of the sweet potato fries. They were long fries. It wasn't like wedges or anything, but they were sweet potato fries that were like the outside was really crispy, but the inside was really soft. And like, you know, like, like they weren't hard crispy, you know? I mean, they were like, like the perfect combination sure. of crisp, crispy and soft. Um it was great. I would highly recommend it. You guys should go. But just, you know, to tell you a few things on the menu other than that, they've got, you know, a Greek pita wrap. Um, they've got like spinach pie, um, uh, panacopita, uh, is that what it's called? That sounds right. Something like that. Um, and they've, they've got fish tacos, a mahi sandwich, stuff for the kids, like nugget, chicken nuggets and grilled cheese. Um, obviously, lots of burgers. They've got hot dogs, barbecue sliders, chicken and waffles. <laughs> it seems like we're like, you know. It's funny. I remember the first time I ever had chicken and waffles was in at Roscoe's, which is in L.A. It's called Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. But I felt like that was sort of this weird uh, gimmick. Oh, chicken and waffles together. For me, it seemed oh, like it. Cause I, I'd never had it before. This was years yeah. ago. Maybe I was sheltered and grew up in I, no, I didn't, a place where I they didn't have that. But, I think I was an adult before I really yeah. heard about chicken and waffles yeah. too. And now it's know? like everywhere. I think Denny's oh, yeah. even has it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Um, and we've, I think we've talked before about Hash House of Go-Go, which is a place in Orlando that they have very famous chicken and waffles. Shoot, it's, it's like two foot tall tower of chicken and waffles. Yeah. It's something to see. So, um, you took a picture of your chicken and waffles too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I'll put I'll so, link to it in the show notes. Yeah, for sure, we'll do that. Anyway, cool. So uh, those a couple of hidden gem restaurants that we hit up this week. Yep. Because we do promise hidden gems in our intro. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so this week we finally got we have some news to talk about a little bit later. We'll kind of close the show with a few news segments that we will talk about. But okay. before we get that, we get to that. We got a chance to hit up a brand new theme park attraction well brand new ish rather this week in, yeah, we in Orlando um, the Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, Racing Academy yeah. at Hollywood Studios it just opened up in March 31st March 31st yeah, I was yeah. going to say early April but March 31st this just opened up and we were over there yesterday yeah got a chance to check it out finally yeah kind of a low key attraction there hasn't been a ton of hype around it it was just sort of one of these things that you knew was being built but yeah. not a whole lot of hype because there's a lot of a lot of hyped up stuff going in right now between the new Harry Potter thing, the new Tron roller coaster. I was really surprised Star by Wars. how quiet it was over there. Yeah, so we went and we checked this out and it's kind of hidden. Uh, we forgot about it. We actually <laughs> didn't realize that it was there. I mean, we knew it was there because it's kind of the back of your mind, but we forgot that this had even opened until we were sitting down just kind of having a drink and then we looked at the map and saw, oh, brand new. Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. Yep. Uh, well, we should probably go check that out because well, and when it's we, new. We walked in. I didn't see any signage. I mean, once you there's walk, there's no hype for it. Yeah. yeah once you walk into um, like the Aerosmith area, there's um, pole signs, like signs on the lightning, lightning <laughs> on the light poles. Yeah. Um, that have uh, 
you know, Lightning McQueen on them. So there's a little bit of signage there, and obviously it's on the map of the for the park. It's just it's right next door to the light to the rock and roller coaster. But I didn't see any other signage anywhere. And I mean, maybe there was, and I just didn't see it. But I did not notice it. And usually, when you launch something new, man, it's everywhere. It's right. like a giant splash all across the whole park. You know, go see this, go see this. So maybe that had something to do with the fact that it was pretty quiet over there. But it was. I really enjoyed the. Um, the show, but it definitely wasn't the kind of thing that I would have wanted to wait a long time to see. No, I wouldn't say it's a marquee attraction. It definitely feels like something that they kind of hid in the corner of the park. Yeah. Definitely worth going to because there was hardly, there wasn't really much of a line. We, we walked up to it, but there was no line. No. It said 15 minutes, the next show. It's kind of one of these things. It's it's a one-man show, really. It's Lightning McQueen up there talking to you. Yep. And they have this giant, It's the, the theater is actually pretty impressive, I think. It's very, it's very cool, yeah. And the animatronic Lightning McQueen is really impressive. So how they make? I mean, I know. I think it's a. I think it's a TV screen. It's how, a projection. How he talks and moves his eyes, but it looks really good. It is really good. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he's moving his mouth and stuff. You know, I mean, when he's talking, it's really. Cool. It's really good. So he's up there and he's talking to you, and he's like, "Oh, racers!" He gives a little racing lesson, and he's talking about things he's learned yeah. while he's racing. And there's this giant wraparound screen, and Mater comes in. And of course, his rival Chick Hicks comes in yeah. and challenges him to a race. And you're like, well, how are they going to race in yeah. this little room? And it's like a simulator. It's what they—that's they, they, what they call it too. I mean, it's not like they—they they say, oh, it's a simulator ride that they're going to race in. And, and and he's basically like the screen that's surrounding him turns into what you know. He turns around and he starts racing into the screen. And you see it the the big. It's a round theater, and so there's a big wraparound screen, and you see the entire racetrack wrapping around you. And he's yeah. driving, and you see Chick Hicks driving around, and he's mm-hmm. racing them. And yep. it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a it pretty is. neat effect for that. Really, no line whatsoever. It turns no. over constantly, like like Country Bear Jamboree, yeah, or yeah. it's just a it's an automated automatronic it, show. So there's no human actors to. And what did we say? It involve. held about 350 people or so. I believe one of the cast members said 350 people. And when we were there, and this ride had only opened a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, rather. Yeah. Maybe half full, a third full. It wasn't yeah, even I'd really. Yeah, I'd say maybe a hundred people in there. Yeah, and maybe. It, I mean, it, nobody was sitting beside us. No nope. one was sitting in front of us for a couple of rows. You know, we I mean, did sit in the back and only so we can kind of take the whole theater in. Yes. Uh, but there was plenty of space in Tons there. Tons of seating. So I yeah. thought that was kind of funny, funny for a show that's pretty new. Like, like yeah, we just said, they're, would, they're not hyping it up. And it wasn't a slow day at Hollywood Studios. I mean, the, the wait for twi- uh, for Tower of Terror was 120 minutes. Yeah, so which is it t- kind of typical these days. It's typical, but I mean, you it's not like, oh, it was dead at that day, so no wonder right. no one was there, you know? But it is kind of tucked away. It's out of the way. It's like you have to go through Aerosmith and all the way back, you know, to the very back of the park, a park, place in the park that I'd never been. No, it's brand new. It was new. really cool because you could see the backside of Tower of Terror, which we'd never seen before, you know, which is kind of a cool angle to look at. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people even know it's back there. In fact, when we went, I knew that the ride was in there somewhere, but I thought it was going to be kind of down that, that, you know, that row where all the character greetings are right before um, it's, once you go past Toy Story Land. Okay. There's kind of like that narrow street there. Yeah. I thought it was back there. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be over there. Kind of when you walk like past... Like where the, where the kitty, like um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse kind of stuff is back there. I don't think of, it's Mickey Mouse. It, it, 
Maybe it is. Where one man's dream is, that hallway. No, it's not a hallway because it's outdoors. But that, yeah. that corridor there. Yeah, where I, all the meet and greets are for the, the Star I Wars I thought it was down there for some reason. Yeah. No, it's around the corner. It's like down by... I, I mean, I, it probably... Like, if you look at it from an aerial view, it probably is right next door to sure. it. But, um, but yeah, you have to go down like you're heading to Tower of Terror. Take a left at Aerosmith. And go, and keep then going. go through Aerosmith. And then keep on going. Yeah, so... It's definitely tucked out of the way, kind of, kind of like how Fantasmic is tucked out of the way. You know, you got to go down this long. Oh walk. yeah, you have. To, it's a long it's walk, a long walk the theater. to get to the theater. So that's interesting, but um, but all overall, I thought it was really fun. I actually took a video of the um the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy experience, and we're uploading that on our Patreon. So if you want to see that video, you can become a patron. Uh, and for only $5, you can see that the video, that video and other other videos that we have too. And, um, you know, some we, we frequently put some other fun little things yep. for you guys to and check it's out. It's just so. a way to support the show yeah. through our patron. Um, what I, what I like absolutely recommend it as a must do. No, it's fun. To, it's something to do because it's there and it, it kind of, it'll, it'll eat people. You know, there's, there's not a whole you lot of people. You have to explain what that means because I don't know that everyone knows what that means. And when you said it to our kids, they were like, wait, what? It's eating people? Well, you know, there's only so much, that park probably has the fewest number of attractions, at least Especially right now. Especially right now. Cause it's yeah, got there, so much down. There's a few things that are down. And anything that they can use to kind of, you know, eat people that take, put people through it. Yeah. People come in, people come out. Something for people to do. Yeah. You know. Maybe there was only a hundred people in there when we were in there, but that's a hundred people people that that are are not in Tower Terror line or so whatever. It's one more thing for those hundred people. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Kind of neat. So, um. Cool. I thought that it was the animatronics more than anything were yeah, that was really super neat. impressive. I mean, he's and spinning the around. was really cool too. And it was nice too that like some of the, like especially at Epcot, there's some theaters that are like theaters 360 degrees. This is not a 360 degree theater. It's more like a 180, 180 280, 280, 280, 260, like yeah, whatever. Um, but, but, um, but some of those 360 degree theaters in Epcot, you stand while you're watching the show. And that's just annoying to me because not that I had mind standing, but you're at Disney. You're walking and standing all day long. And you go to those theaters to like sit for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, you're talking about you know O Canada. I mean? o- yeah, o- Canada. So it's, like, it's like the kind of thing where it's like, oh, I don't even want to go to that because it's just going to be me standing some more, you know? Right. O Canada and China are that way. Uh, there's Impressions of France at Epcot, which is a sit down theater. And I like it for that reason. And it's, I like that movie for two reasons because you get to sit and get out of the heat, which I guess is two reasons right there. Yeah. But the third reason is because the video is so old. It's like, it still holds up like quality wise. I think it was shot in the late seventies or early eighties. Yeah. So the scenery, of course, doesn't change. The, right. The Alps but the dress, and, people, and, white people are right. You see or people whatever. wearing yeah. and these old school cars driving around. <laughs> yeah. And but it the video, other than the fact that it was shot in the late seventies, it holds up really well. Like yeah. it's like wow, this is kind of the scenery in France is such an old city, and the way everything looks is it's the same. But yeah. You, you see these old cars from the 1970s <laughs> yeah. driving around like, wow, I wonder when this thing was shot. But, but at to- least you get to sit. At least you get to sit. I thought for a while, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if they could have some kind of spinning seat? You sit in in Ocana. That's what I thought, And you turn too. around through. Yeah. But then how weird would it be to see everybody constantly yeah, turning around? spinning, yeah. And all you need is one or two creaky chairs, and then you're going to hear yeah, that over true. instead of Martin Short's... Uh, <laughs> So you had other news too, right? Yeah. So let's get into the news for this week um, before we wrap it up. So um, I thought this was pretty interesting because whenever you go to Orlando, there's so many stinking hotels everywhere, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, when I, I go there and I'm thinking there's so many hotels here, but 
I don't realize how many people are actually coming here. So to fill these hotels, I mean, there's it's a lot, so many hotels there. Yeah. Um. So in 2018, the uh, Visit Orlando just announced that they had a 4.2 percent increase since the 2017, and it's a record 75 million people visited Orlando in 2018. So that's wow. 75 million people visited. That's a lot. No, <laughs> I know they said. How that, many people live in Florida? Uh, 20 million, 20, almost 21 million. Okay. So there's 21 million people living in Florida. So that is almost three times the population of, of Florida. Florida itself. Just visiting. Just went to that city. Just visiting Orlando. So it's yeah. it's now, it is the most popular tourist destination in America, Orlando is. Um, but what's crazy to me is that they say it's 69 million of these. This is according to Visit Florida. I don't know, or not Visit Florida, but Visit Orlando. I don't know exactly how they... Um, got these numbers they said that 48 million passengers came through um orlando international airport so well what do you mean how they got the numbers they got the numbers from the airport well the airport number they got (laughs) but the the rest of the 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 visitation the other other thing is based on on hotels i guess yeah Yeah. this is why i have you here (laughs) they said it was 69 million so that doesn't include everybody who came and stayed with family right all that stuff that's just hotel rooms that were booked i wonder like yeah airbnbs and things like that they don't i don't know i don't know if they can i don't know if maybe they have a relationship with airbnb so they can count that stuff i would think so because that's all stuff that they would want to include they have they have data right 69 million people came from um within the u.s so out of that 75 million 69 people were domestic travelers six million came from international okay um the funny thing is uh, okay that makes 75 million but now you got to remember people like us who we live an hour and a half away and we drive over there and sometimes we spend the night or people who come orlando smack dab in the middle of the state so it's easy to drive there from well, and again, Tampa. like they figure out all this stuff from, you know, their your hotel reservation. Sure. So, so they'll know, they know that like when we go there and stay, we're from Tampa. We're from sure. Florida. You're you from know? Jacksonville or you're right. Miami exactly. or wherever. You're so we down. don't count as out-of-state visitors. We're, so then they have it all separated like out-of-state. And this is because I used to work in the tourism industry. That's why I know all this stuff. But um, You still do. This is, this is the tourism yeah, industry. Yeah, I guess right? you're right. You're right. But, um, but... So, yeah, so they they know by your, you know, the bed, how many beds are booked at the hotels and then where where you're from that you have to get the address of where you're from. So they know if you're out of state, if you're in state, if you're out of the country, all that stuff. So if they're saying 69 people came from um, domestically, I, are we, would we be included in that? I Absolutely. guess. Okay, so yeah. that's just um, anywhere, whether yeah. or not you are. And I'm sure they have numbers for in-state Visitor visitation as well, okay. you know, but they probably just didn't put that on the website. Now it's people not who just drive in for day trips, they're in and out in yeah. one day. They don't really count, even though you did visit Orlando. You well, did you sleep did, there. but you didn't sleep there, so okay. that doesn't. They they count heads and beds basically. That's really interesting. So yeah. it says forty eight million people flew in. Um, so I imagine the other twenty one million might have driven. And I mean, I know a lot of people drive down. Sure, from, absolutely from up north. Uh, the funny thing is, that's the equivalent seventy five million. I wanted to put that into perspective that's like the entire population of france and switzerland coming in yes. or um all of, a lot of people man all of canada all of australia and all of zimbabwe <laughs> all, all coming to visit in one year this is what you were doing when you were preparing for the podcast, these are the stat, these are the things i like to write out um oh, that means that, well the funny thing is you see all these hotel rooms there's these huge amount of hotel oh, rooms yeah. the only place i can think that sort of compares is like las vegas, vegas but they, I knew you were say that. well there but they're all in one spot yeah, yeah in orlando they're kind of spread around a little bit yes um and i well, want because orlando is 
the attractions are spread around. Are spread, more, well, they're kind know? of spread around between the west side of downtown all the way through Kissimmee, Kissimmee, Kissimmee to, to Disney World. Yeah. There's not really much going on on the other side of Orlando, other than until you get to the beaches and then you get to yeah. Well, there's the beaches, Kennedy, and then Space, Kennedy Center. Space Center, yeah. So that means I don't know, this is again the little things I like to write down. So I have some fun facts to throw at you, Shannon. <laughs> um, that means on an average day. Now I'm sure the average goes way up during spring break and Christmas time and the middle of the summer. But this uh-huh. is um, that would be that would mean there's 205 thousand visitors in Orlando on an average day. Okay. Uh, I wanted to know how many hotel rooms there were because I see all these hotel rooms and I always wonder how are they really filling there's so many hotel hotels there. I wonder yeah. how they're filling them all, but I, apparently they are because there's 126,000 126 346 126,346 <laughs> hotel rooms in the greater Orlando area. So I guess that's wow. Two visitors per hotel room. Um, of that, there's 300,000 rooms at Walt Disney World, 6,200 at Universal, and 300 at Legoland. So there's wow. that's um, those are just the on resort well, hotels. Legoland, I wouldn't even consider Orlando. No, that's where is that? That's like like Wales that's almost, like Winter right? Haven, right? Winter Haven, yeah, yeah. That's that's down. I mean, I guess they kind of do market to Orlando. They do kind of consider well, themselves sure, part I of mean, that. I wouldn't consider that a hotel room in Orlando, though. You know what I mean? It's a greater Orlando area. They're only talking about 300 rooms, so yeah. that's a drop in the bucket in the, in the big, <laughs> in the grand wow, scheme. Wow, that's interesting. That's a lot of people, man. That is a lot of people. So that's why those hotels are filling. You got that huge Gaylord Palms, which is the size of like a domed baseball stadium. Yeah. You see that yeah, place. Like, that place amazing. is huge. And Didn't you say Tampa made some kind of record as well? Yeah, they also set the record. I don't have that here, but they did also like break their previous record. Like they've set their all-time record for um, tourism last year too. Uh, I guess they had a really, really good spring break. A That's lot good. of the spring break visitors came down. And I did I did look at an article about that. The article said that I guess visit Tampa visit Tampa Bay and visit Clearwater, they're like they're the local um convention tourism bureaus both reported like record numbers and that's awesome. And there was a Well, and tourism is the number one industry in Florida. So I mean, that is the one that's that's how Florida sustains itself, yes. you know. That's why we don't have a state income tax because everybody comes down and leaves their money behind. Right. Yeah. So there it's a, a good thing to have that many tourists in our state. I'm, so I know some people like you know my father, for example, is like all these tourists coming down here, but he's you know a grouchy old man sometimes. But if you so. weren't, if it wasn't for y'all coming down, yeah, then, um, we appreciate it. We yeah. that's why we do our podcast. I know, so I more lo- of you will come. I love it because we have so much cool stuff to do, we do. here. We have you know? a ton of fun things to do here in because of you know because you guys come here that's you know? why we started the show because we decided we were like the type of Floridians who who don't you know complain about the visitors we like we love all that yes, stuff we yeah. want you to be here and I love the beaches and all that but it's funny that one of the um the articles I just read about the record numbers coming to the Tampa Bay area was uh accompanied by just a god-awful picture of Clearwater Beach that just looked completely slammed with people oh, yeah. during spring break. That doesn't sound fun. And I looked at that and said, see, Clearwater Beach, we talked about how the, how it's been voted um, number, number one, one beach in America yeah. by TripAdvisor. And then we were like, yeah. Depends on what kind of beach you want. Not, on our, not on our list. Well, yeah, but if you're going for a party beach, you know, it's yeah, a good party that's beach. That's your place. Yeah, yeah. so... But we're too old for that kind of thing. <laughs> no, you're never too old. We just, I just like more chill beaches. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is actually pretty cool. I thought this was neat. So Icon Park, this place has gone through a few different names. Oh yeah. It used to be the Orlando Eye. That was the. This is the big, huge yeah, Ferris wheel absolutely. there. Absolutely. So Icon Park is this little tour, um, tourist, I guess, entertainment district. It's yeah. 
not far from Universal. There's it has a, like a Madame Tussauds. Ma- the Sea Life, sea Life aquarium. aquarium. It has a few little things. It has the big Ferris wheel. Huge Ferris wheel, the Star Flyer. Star Flyer, which you and our son did. Yep. Which, I think we have a video of that. We have a video our, of that on, and our, on our, s- our um, Facebook page, or yeah, our YouTube page. On the website. So I'll yeah. link back to that on the website. Um, so that Star Flyer is actually the world's tallest Star Flyer attraction. And if that, if you don't know, if you've never seen this before, it's a huge pole that rises 450 feet. And it's basically a swing, uh, one of those swing sets that you see at the carnival, at carnivals. You know, right. it's like a circular swing set where it flings you out, but way high, but in the really air. high. Yeah. And it's um, really fun. Not nearly as scary as it looks. It's really smooth, and it doesn't like drop your belly too much or That's swing good. you around. Like the arc is so wide that you yeah. just kind of feel like you're sort of floating. I thought that was That's neat. Cool. So for 2020, uh, they have announced two new like record-breakingly huge attractions going in there. So the Ferris wheel is not the world's largest one. I mean, there's a few that are bigger than that. It is really, really big. Yeah. But it's not as big as like the London Eye. Okay. It's not as big as the the one in Vegas. Uh, The... Starflyer is the world's tallest, but they've got two new okay. huge attractions going in. The Orlando Gyro Drop Tower. It's going to be the world's tallest drop tower attraction. Like Falcon's Fury kind of like thing? Like Falcon's Fury. Okay. Uh, where it drops you off, pulls well, you what's up. What's the one at Universal Studios? Um, Doctor Doom's Fearfall? Yeah. That one's pretty small, though. Is it? The one at Busch Gardens, Falcon's Fury, is just absolutely enormous. It's th- I've heard it's terrifying, too, because <laughs> like it... it Tilts you down so you drop face first. Yeah, basically. It, you go up, you it tilts you over so you're facing the ground when it goes, and then it drops. And then it drops you. It's currently the world's tallest drop tower, world's tallest freestanding drop tower. There's one out in California at Six Flags that is technically taller, but it's got like this roller coaster type structure holding it up, so it's not freestanding. That's oh, okay. that's the little asterisk that okay. they have. So, okay. um, this one. Falcon's Fury, which you can see from miles around, yep. um, is 335 feet tall. The new Orlando Gyro Drop for 2020 is going to be 400 feet tall. So it's a full 65 feet taller than Falcon's Fury. Wow. It's not going to have that tilt you over and drop you feature. That's good. So it will be taller, <laughs> but maybe not quite as scary. Yeah. It will go up. They call it, they call it a gyro drop because it's going to bring you up and it's going to be kind of turning okay. slowly, kind of give you a nice pleasant view of the surrounding area. And then and, drop you to your death. And then you can drop. Drops you, <laughs> drop to, hopefully not to your death. Um, and you can see, I remember when we were up on the, the Starflyer, you can see Universal pretty good from up there. Like you can see... Hogwarts, and you can see yeah, like the totally. Hulk, and you can yeah. see the roller coasters from up there. I remember, you, you, I remember you couldn't quite see Disney World. Maybe, I, if I recall, maybe you can see like the Epcot Ball. The Epcot Ball seems to be the thing you can see the yeah. furthest. Yeah, well, and it's, it's very distinguishable, you know. Right. And like, it's, you could be looking at the castle and think, is that the castle or is that Hogwarts? Or, you know, I mean, there's a few different castles in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, the Epcot Ball is like this big ball. It's a big ball. Right. Yeah, you can't miss it. I remember being staying in um hotel. What's that one? That, the, the, what's the hotel we stayed at that's just off of Disney property? High Regency. High Regency. Thank you. That's a really good hotel. It's that's, a very good hotel. Yeah. It's, it's not a Disney hotel, it's, but... It's a great non-Disney Disney hotel because it's so close to Disney property, it may as well be, but you don't yeah. have to pay the Disney premium. But I remember we were staying in a window that was facing like Animal Kingdom or, mm-hmm. or where Animal Kingdom would be, and I couldn't even pick out the tree because of the yeah. all the other greenery in the area. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, how do we get off this topic? Oh, the other ride <laughs> is the Orlando Slingshot. So you know those slingshots oh, that yeah. pull you down and uh-huh. fire you in the air? Going to be the tallest one of those two. So oh, wow. uh, the towers themselves will be 300 feet tall. And it will launch you 450 feet into the air because it does launch you higher than the towers. 
So that just sounds yeah. like I mean I have never done one of those. I have done I've done them twice. I have no interest, absolutely no interest. It just sounds horrifying. It is actually. I remember the second time I've done it twice. I would do it again. It's fun. Uh-uh. The first time, <laughs> the first time was um, probably not as scary as the second time. The second time I did it, it was a little bit like we. I think we got like we spun around a lot more because you Ugh. you get flung up in the Flip, air, then you spin around. around. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it feels like you're getting launched into space. I mean, you really take off. Yeah, no, no, it's, thank you. It's pretty fun. I dug it. I like stuff like that. So that's coming. So that's cool. Was that, are those the only two that they're adding? Those are the two they're adding for next okay. year. So when you drive by that, that area, there's going to be, a, yeah, it's like you said, it's a, it's a adventure district. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's pretty neat. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Last thing I have, we're, this is South Florida. So, um, this is kind of neat. I don't know if this is like breaking news, but this is just something that I kind of learned about now. Um, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, and West Palm Beach, uh, if you're staying in any of those areas, especially like densely populated parts, Mm -hmm. there's three new um, startups that have kind of popped up down there that can drive you around, kind of like Uber, but for absolutely free. So there's three companies that started a fleet of electric vehicles down there. Um, One of them is called Freebie. Uh, and they operate in downtown Fort Lauderdale. The other one is called Circuit. They used to be called the Free Ride. They operate in uh, Fort Lauderdale's beachfront resort area okay. and um, the core area of Hollywood, Florida. Okay. Another one is called Swoop, and they operate right in Miami Beach. These, these They only operate in kind of like a one or two square mile area where it's densely populated, a lot of people. Yeah. They operate a fleet of electronic vehicles, like those small little, you know, they kind of look like little... Not like a Nissan Leaf or a Tesla, but like that little... Like a rounded kind of... Like a rounded, exactly, rounded thing. Kind of futuristic Tron car kind of thing, yeah. Uh, They have apps or website. You can go up there and call them up. So how are they making money? Advertising. Oh, okay. They're covered advertising and tips. You are... They don't... They don't uh, require tipping, but it's huh. appreciated as, cool. as normal in America. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're all covered in advertising. As you can imagine, the one that operates in Miami Beach, it's called Swoop. It's all covered in ads. This is Miami Beach, not Miami, but you know, yeah. Miami Beach. Miami Randy. Beach, yeah. Um, companies like Spanx, Glam Squad, European Wax Center, and okay. Coterie, which okay. is all like, you know, frou frou Miami Beach yeah. type places. Yeah. So they're covered in advertising okay. totally free they only will ri- drive you like it's a five to ten minute ride you can't go any faster than 35 miles an hour so okay. it's in little areas that are downtown where you're not gonna go fast anyway it's kind of cool though because i mean there's just so much drinking in that area you know that that's like some people off the roads not driving it drunk, do, it, you know it does do that but it also they they say this is for like people who want to live in a downtown densely populated area like without south florida is a lot more dense yeah. and so you can but you can hop it on this doesn't have a transportation system yeah. so this is kind of like helping with that and you can hop on this and, and take this to that's uh, cool that's really neat i hadn't heard about that that's yeah. awesome yeah you can hop on this and it'll take you to like you train gonna, and bus stations and places like that i thought you were going to talk about larry larry yeah. oh larry the gator yeah <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't forget about Larry the Gator, but um, Larry the Gator. This is a calling an audible on the show here. Larry, Sorry. Larry. No, I love this. Larry the Gator was this giant alligator who was uh, kicked out of the villages. He was this, I guess, kicked out, trapped. What, why was he? Was he kicked out just because of how large he was? I think so. I don't think he. I don't, I don't, I don't heard think him he about tri- him eating anybody. Yeah, I don't anybody. think he tried to like attack anyone or anything. I think he was just. Re- he's very large. He's like, one of those one of those just ginormous gators that makes yeah, the national I think that's news, why. right? Because I think once they get to a certain size, trappers will go ahead and trap them, even if they haven't like eaten any dogs that they know of or whatever, right. you know. But, but, um, but I think the. 
the really, really large ones like Larry, if they can, they I think they will try to like send them to Gatorland. They'll or relocate them to their new forever home. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's not a farm upstate. It's no, actual, it's Gatorland. It's Gatorland. So yeah, so Larry's doing really well at Gatorland apparently. I guess so. We should go check a pay Larry a visit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He's yeah. uh, the new. He was just last week. We did the Fantastic Beasts, or two weeks ago, the Fantastic yeah. Beasts episode. Larry could have made the list, but they already have another gator there that's bigger and more infamous. Um, oh yeah, that's right. So the one that used to eat dogs. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oddly enough, uh, the kids and I were driving home on Friday night and um, saw in our neighborhood, there was a guy like pulled over on the side of the road. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? Because our roads aren't really wide, you know, so they don't really accommodate people pulling over on the side of the road. Um, so I slowed down, you know, obviously, because it was, was it was kind of a tight squeeze. And I realized he stopped shooing an alligator across the street. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So he's like got some long pole that he's like trying to push it on. And it wasn't a large alligator it was like maybe five feet at the most maybe four um but he was shooing him over to the little lake little pond across the way but i stopped the car and i'm like guys look 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 and and our kids look up and they're like what's what is that guy doing they didn't they didn't see the gator at first they just saw the guy like you know with a pole and they're like what is he doing i'm like look in the road and they were like oh man gator in the road yeah there's a gator so it was kind of cool if you heard that loud sigh from me a second ago into the mic that was not me sighing at your gator story it was sighing at the remember what happened on our facebook neighborhood group right after that if you live in any sort of neighborhood that has a neighborhood group Facebook page, you're always going to deal with one or two knuckleheads, and this knucklehead will go unnamed. But somebody said, gator alert over there by whatever the subdivision was, and said, there's a gator over on the street. Be careful. Watch out for your dogs. Call the trapper. No, he says, I call the trapper. Yeah. He's coming out to get him. And I'm like, are you joking me? This gator, this little small gator is in the road, and um, he called the trapper for no reason. I guess somebody else came and shushed it away and knocked it into the pond. He goes... That was the guy that I told you about. Yeah. That's the trap, guy I saw. Yeah. He goes, Trapper's not coming. Someone someone um, moved it, shushed it away, so it'll go into the nearby pond and only now grow to become a larger threat. And I'm like, <laughs> I could not roll my eyes harder at that. I mean, you got a, yeah, a only, larger threat, they right? They only become a threat if you feed them. So just don't feed them. And that's like, I just want to tell that guy, you know, there's probably like 100 alligators living within like a 50-mile radius of where you live live right now yeah, yeah. and just, they were, it was their house before it was yeah yours. just because you saw that one doesn't mean there's 99 more in, yeah, the, in that exactly. pond over there yeah we used to hear them coming from behind our house do you remember oh yeah we have a little wooded area behind our house and we, yeah i haven't heard in a while but we'd hear these alligator you, if grunts you hear like a grunt that's the that's a yeah that's a gator i want i remember one night i was going for like a jog and i was jog and i see this like thing in the sidewalk up ahead of me like what is that? Like it just looked like a shadowy thing, and I go up and the, whoa, there's an alligator laying right there across the sidewalk at yeah. night, and I just kind of did this little, <laughs> well, a little twenty foot <laughs> radius thing and um, looked at him, and oh, okay, you're just not moving, you're okay. Yeah, you know? he's not coming for you. Yeah, I love it. I just think it's cool. It's one of those things that you never really. Um, they're not rare. They're not uncommon. Like if you, I could take you to see a gator right now you want a toe i can show you i can get you a toe right now lebowski i can show you to see an alligator right now and um yeah i think they're cool every time i see one it's a neat little thing even though they're everywhere i think we maybe we've told the story before so i'm sorry if we have but you had family in town from scotland and they were like yeah we're heading back tomorrow or something and we the only thing we didn't see was a gator i really wanted to see so it was like that you want to see an alligator i'll take you i really wanted to see an alligator and we didn't get to see one i'm like well hold on i'll go outside and see if there's one outside and they were like what yeah there's a pond a couple doors down i'm like yeah there's 
there's a pond right around, you know, like two, three or four houses down there. They have a pond behind their house. So I'll go see if there's a gator in there. And they were like, oh, okay. So I go, yep. There's there a gator. he was. Yeah. So they got, came out. They're like, oh my gosh. They got so excited to see the alligator. So yeah, totally. That's one of the commandments of Florida. Every body of water has a gator in it. No exceptions. <laughs> it's, it's it's not necessarily true, but it's from every, pretty close. From every drainage ditch, every retention pond, yeah. they're always going to be a gator in there. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you like this podcast, please support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing us with your friends and family. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere you download a podcast. Another more direct way to support the show is by visiting our website, sunshinestatepodcast.com, and clicking through on the button that says Become a Patron. It's a safe and secure way that you can support the show, and there are different levels, some of which will give you bonus content and even qualify you as an advertiser on the show. There is also an Amazon link on our webpage. If you click through that link and just make your normal purchases, Amazon gives a commission to the show at no cost to you. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Our handle is at Florida Podcast or search Sunshine State of Mind on YouTube. And be sure to check out our website at sunshinestatepodcast.com. We will see you guys next time.